0: yo what's up guys welcome to a brand new episode of drew unscripted we have a brand new episode of the shoot sesh i'm here once again with baby cob what's up bro
1: what's up man how's it going
0: not much man just chilling bro how's your uh quarantine going
1: <laughs> i mean it's going a lot better i mean like i'm just chilling mostly at home um i finally got my youtube channel started
0: yeah guys shout out shout out to him on that one so for, for those of you that don't follow him on Instagram, that's the easiest way you can find it. It's in his uh, link, in his bio. But for those that don't know, what's the name of your uh, YouTube channel, bro?
1: So I made the channel, and the name of it is called Valley Mark Two Zero, And I decided to go with that name because, for one thing, I was raised and I was born in the San Fernando Valley. So I'm a valley kid, as what people would expect. Um, the mark, Eddie's used it from the term basically of someone who believes that most wrestling or all wrestling is real. Yeah. And I'm a f- fully marked believer of that.
0: Yeah, I think uh, you and me both, bro, you know, I usually, I mark out for stuff that, well, put it to you this way, yesterday on SmackDown, I don't know if you remember, but yesterday Kofi uh, and the New Day's promo that opened up SmackDown, they were talking about how, you know, they've... uh been champions more times – well, more times than certain – I'm trying to remember how the promo went, but more times than certain tag teams. And they mentioned, like, they mentioned the Heart Foundation, and I marked out for that. I was like, oh, shit, the the Heart Foundation getting, you know, mentioned and shit on TV.
1: Exactly, bro. Exactly.
0: Yeah, man. Well, you know, I got to tell you, dude, I took a look at your uh, first episode. I took a look at a couple minutes of your uh, introduction, of course, because it was short. And I took a look at your uh, episode, your first one for the – releases and i gotta tell you man like i told you the other day for someone who's getting started man it feels like you've been doing it for such a long time dude you have like you have that presence about you bro
1: man it's just me being a fan for a while you know like yeah. i've been a fan for a long time and with these like i'm firm believers of people who like got released and it really does suck because they're they basically just lost their job
0: well, I guess I guess we could uh, cause so. Just to let you guys know, just so you guys can know what we're doing today, we're basically just gonna be going over some news today. We did the interview with Jose, the shoot interview. Uh, you guys can go back and watch that video. That video got, I believe, unless my math my math isn't correct, it it got like over twenty replays in like the spam of like twenty four hours. So, <laughs> I guess, hey man, Jose bringing in those ratings for me, bro. You gotta appreciate that. You know, what, you know what I'm saying. But we're yeah, for real. We're going to be getting into uh, into some news, guys. There is some shocking news that I want to get into. We are going to be talking about the Velveteen Dream controversy. For those of you that don't know, yesterday, approximately sometime yesterday, the Velveteen Dream, a.k.a. Patrick Clark, NXT, Superst- NXT superstar, you know, former NXT North American champion, was going to be in a huge feud with Adam Cole for the championship belt. Um... You know what? I guess we could just get into that right off the bat just to kind of get out of the way because it, it is something that, you know, has to be talked about because, I mean, I don't know if we have to talk about it, but I, I figure we're both fans of wrestling and we both, you know, we show concern for the wrestlers that we like and stuff like that. So I figure we can open up with that. We're also going to be getting into the releases, guys, because I, I haven't had the opportunity to talk about it with someone. And I know, obviously, Baby Cobb, from what he said on his video and stuff like that, um, we'll talk about that. Uh, we're also going to talk about, you know, 25 years of Triple H and stuff like that. I mentioned that yesterday on the SmackDown recap, but just to kind of hear what my buddy has to say about it. So with that being said, guys, before I get started, I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully you guys are having a good day, keeping yourselves well out of the heat, even though a lot of people are saying we need this heat to kind of combat the whole COVID-19 virus. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens with that. Right off the bat, guys, let's get this shit started. So Velveteen Dream, bro. Um (laughs) I don't mean to laugh because there's nothing funny about it, but it's one of those situations where it's really hard to like read about it. And I have a lot of respect for the Velveteen Dream. You know, I think you know, him being so young and being so gifted, like that guy does shit that you know, let's be honest, you would think he's a veteran at this point, but he's only been in the business for a couple years, not even that. And the guys on top, I mean, who will ever forget his matches with Tommaso Ciampa, his matches with Aleister Black, Johnny Gargano, Roderick Strong, and basically what happened yesterday is that there was a report going around that um, allegedly the the Velveteen Dream, Patrick Clark, had sent some inappropriate messages to underage girls. And unfortunately, there was a a photo and you guys could see it the photo is everywhere now because you know once it's out it's out of the velveteen dream and he was obviously naked in the photo showing off you know whatever and there was even an audio which kind of made things worse where in the audio the, the velveteen dream basically says what school do you go to now i mentioned yesterday the velveteen dreams response he did deny the charges he did say that a photo of his was taken without his consent and he's working with the third party to get to the bottom of this um I'll, I'll just like i said yesterday bro i don't know if you caught my video yesterday but like i said if somebody is setting him up then they got to be fucking ashamed of themselves for doing that shit if this is legit real if patrick clark legitimately did this for real then that dude's got to be seriously ashamed of himself man what are your thoughts about it, bro? Like, are you a fan of the Velveteen Dream? I know it really doesn't matter, but what are your thoughts about the whole situation?
1: Well, I can tell you from my point of view, man, from this, like, I am a, I am a fan of Velveteen. <clears throat> I've been a supporter of his ever since he was in Tough Enough, along with uh, Mandy and Sonia. Yeah. Um, I felt like he, I mean, he had, like, the ability, he had uh, arts within the whole wrestling game. So mm-hmm. I felt like if it wasn't up to the fans for that season, I felt like maybe he would at least got to be a tough enough to be a winner Yeah. or at least close.
0: And you know, it's funny. But... People actually, people actually said, uh, cause if you remember, that was the one that was hosted by Jericho, right? Yes. They, they actually said, I remember another podcast, uh, it's called wrestling soup and Don Tony, Kevin Castle. You should look up those guys. Those guys also got me into the whole podcasting game. They actually said Patrick Clark. And we're going back to, like, 2014, 2015. They were saying he's the only guy that legitimately knows about wrestling. And fast forward all these years later, like you said, man, look at the star he's become.
1: Yeah, I man, like, I was really happy to see that he finally got his position within NXT. That he becoming become a big name. And then you got something like this. I mean... It's like for one thing, it really does suck hearing this because if it is true, then yes, like he should be ashamed, but here's the thing about it, um, I kind of want to go back a little bit to like I believe like either last year or some type like that. I don't know if you remember, but Enzo was a part of kind of a little bit different, but in the same situation like that, yeah, how
0: yeah, he uh, was he was um. Well, for those of you guys that don't remember, uh, of course, Enzo Amori, former WWE superstar, former NXT superstar, former cruiserweight champion—if you can believe it—a lot of people said, you know, Enzo couldn't wrestle. Enzo was, you know, just the guy to take spots, you know, whatever. But you know what? Let's be honest, guys. I don't care if you're a fan of him or not. The fact is, this dude, as far as we know, from what we were, from what we've seen the guy was innocent, the girl was a whack job, the girl that accused him of that, and there were people that were real close to her that put her on the, on the spot and says that she's done this to people before, and unfortunately, you know, something like this, man, even if you're found, even if you're innocent, dude, you could be innocent as hell, something like this, it never leaves you, and it does cost you, and even if it wasn't true. People still are talking. Like, even if this situation with the dream isn't true, people are still going to be talking about it and stuff like that. But like you mentioned, you mentioned Enzo. It is a similar situation because in reality, I mean, you know. Well, I mean, it's because that girl accused Enzo, I believe, of of rape. And this girl is yes. accusing this girl. This girl, I I don't know her name, but this underage kid that I think she's what sixteen, younger than that. Seventeen. Seventeen. She's accusing she's accusing the dream of you know sending her inappropriate messages. And if you guys see on Instagram, you can find it. I promise you'll find it in two seconds. It's screenshotted enough. People have seen it enough and I'm sure and people have actually made memes about it. And I'm just like, man, come on. Like there's this one meme that they made about it where it's literally on Twitter and you see the Velveteen Dream. It's like a gif of him. And it was from a promo that he did where he says the dream does not recall. And I'm just like, come on, dude. Like, I mean, okay, yeah, I I get it. You want to make fun at it. But it's like, dude, like something like this isn't funny because something like this could easily happen to someone like you or me. You know what I mean? Just because somebody wants to ruin someone's life. That's how scary that shit is. And even if we're innocent, (laughs) you know, shit like that doesn't leave us. Like we have that shit on our conscience sometimes forever, sometimes a long time. And it's like, it's nothing to joke about. But yeah, man, you know. Good move bringing up Enzo. It is it is similar in the sense that you know it's his word against theirs, and Enzo Mori, you know, he kind of stood away after that for a while because I mean obviously yeah. yeah. I mean come on, but unfortunately you know it ruined his life and he lost his. I mean look, granted you know yeah WWE it is for a lot of wrestlers a lot of you know independent wrestlers too. It is a dream to go there, but I think a lot of other wrestlers, like Priscilla Kelly, you know, remember when she was getting all that backlash and shit? Yes. I know, not the same thing, but Priscilla Kelly, but my point is, like, Priscilla Kelly was like, you know what? WWE is not the only place to work. You know what I mean? There's other places that I can work. And Enzo Amore, like, maybe, you know, he could find another place to work, too. But, you know, the whole thing is, like, Enzo, you know, he lost everything because of this one incident, and... He wasn't even guilty about it. As far as we know, he wasn't even guilty. Now look, Enzo Mori, he obviously you know, he lives a very, you know, a very kind of like very, you know, ball baller type of a lifestyle. And hey you know what party lifestyle. Yeah, and you know what, look, that's that's him right there. I mean, come on, remember all the dudes from Jersey Shore? But but um but with the thing about this is that, you know, if Patrick Clark did this, then I just, I have no words to say other than, dude, you know, you're a creep. And, you know, you really got to be, you really got to keep your head up, dude. Because this shit is going to catch you in a so much fire and stuff like that. But if he's if he's innocent, then I just pray for the guy, man. You know, because, you know, who knows what he's going through? Who knows what the girl's going through? Who knows, <laughs> you know, who knows who's innocent and who's not? But same same thing with Enzo. It's just, it was crazy, man. Like, so for you, bro, like... When you found out about this, like your immediate reaction was like, "Nah, this can't be real." Because for me, I was kind of like, I was like, "What? Like, dude? Like, like he? Look at the star caliber of this guy, and like, how could he risk something, something like that?" You know what I mean? True.
1: No, I I totally agree with you, man. When I first heard about this, it was like kind of a, "No way! Like, can this really happen? Like, are we just gonna get in the shape of my head?" Are we going to be going through this whole thing again like with Enzo? But the only thing different about that that I did want to mention is that when they found out about Enzo's, they just straight-up fired him. They released him, uh, terminated his contract, mm-hmm. and he was champion at the time, if you remember. Cruiserweight yeah, champion. He was. With this whole Velveteen Dream thing, they, they some of course, they still have him under contract. They still have SG. The reason why I feel like it might be different Is because, you know how you said, Enzo was proven innocent and they just released him right away. I feel like they're going to wait until something really, really comes up to the point where they're like, okay, this thing is real. Then they're going to, unfortunately, release him. If it comes down, stuff like that.
0: And, you know, and yesterday, you know, I said, uh, I was saying um, that, you know, social media, much like it's a fight. For everyone, social media can be your best friend or it can be your worst enemy. For pro wrestling, man, social media is their greatest opponent, dude. Because it always happens. There's always something that that leaks out. You know, we've seen it with Paige. We've seen it with, you know, freaking um, you know, Ricochet. Who, Ricochet, yeah, Ricochet. We've seen it with, of course, Tessa Blanchard. We've seen it with, you know, so many people, and it's like, and first of all, you know, look. You have the right to do whatever you want with your camera, whatever. As long as you're not, you know, doing anything stupid or harming anyone, you have the right to do whatever you want. But I just and I'm and, and by no and by no means is this is this a judgment call, but why would you take a photo like that? You know? And then at the end of the day, you know, he says that somebody took it without his consent. Why would somebody I mean, I know anybody can do anything, but why would somebody, you know, do that shit to him? You know what I mean? Like, oh man, like it's just <laughs> it's just you know it's crazy bro like it's just it's it's crazy like I just can't I can't even begin to think like of what of what the you know what the ramifications for this is gonna be you know and of course you know he made that statement on Twitter and he hasn't made a statement since so you know let's just assume you know he is trying to find a way to fix this thing you know and Stuff like that. But who if if someone did this shit just to fuck with him or just to ruin his image or ruin that girl's image or if that girl's behind that shit, man, you know, God have mercy on them, man. That's all I got to say.
1: Exactly, man. I mean, there's nothing much to say because right now it's just like a barely trending topic. Right. But if it starts to like further more into the future, then there's going to be a lot more to talk about.
0: Yeah, guys. So, you know, you just said something good, dude. With that being said, guys, I didn't talk much about it last night um, at the end of the SmackDown review. I did throw it in there at the last minute. Um, there's really no point for us to talk about it that much because we really don't know anything else about the situation right now. Um, and in this channel, like, I mean, I talk about just news that, you know, that either interests me or stuff that, you know, stuff that I might have an opinion on or, or anything like that. But I think with this topic, we are going to just kind of like dip out of it just because there is nothing else that we really know. We pretty much like, you know, told you guys that we, we don't know what to think. You know, this thing is either way, like this thing is just, it's crazy, man. So with that being said, bro, do you have any final thoughts on it?
1: Um, Uh, nothing much. I mean, like, all I can say is... We'll have. We'll see what happens in the future with this whole situation. Agreed, Will man. it die down? Will it come back up? Will Velveteen's draw be on the line? Who knows? Because he's supposed to. He's supposed to be that guy. That's supposed to be the next NXT champ.
0: Yeah.
1: And would WWE represent that if it well, does come out to be true?
0: Keep well. Keep this in mind, buddy. There's been a lot of people that have done a lot of wrestlers that have done sick shit over the years and a lot of them have got put in the hall of fame a lot of them have came back i mean look at hogan you know what i mean
1: oh i know that's different i mean yes with hogan that is true i mean he did say the n-word out but at the same time you know there was a bunch of wrestlers saying like basically saying you know we've done the same thing too we've done this but hogan's the only one to be penalized for it yep so I mean I I can see in that sense why you know they brought back Hogan but with this it's a lot more different.
0: Yeah and 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 you, and you know what? I mean it's not I probably look I shouldn't compare the two because it's not the same. It's really not but my point is that is my point is is that you know we've seen cuz you were like is WWE going to promote him and I, and I was like and I was saying that you know well I mean we've seen some crazy shit you know, we've heard some crazy shit that wrestlers have done. You know, because we forget sometimes we look at them in such a way we forget how sometimes they're, uh, they're, you know, people too, like us and stuff like that. But with that being said, guys, my final thoughts is I hope it's not true. I hope that this is just a really bad set of. But then again, with that audio, dude, because there is an audio out there. I'm sure you've heard it. I'm sure somebody probably forwarded it to you or you know someone that's heard it. But. The audio is out there, <laughs> you know, and so that's going to be tough to prove against, you know? True. Well, with that being said, guys, uh, we are going to, I do want to talk to you about Ronda Rousey. Um, I haven't really talked about it that much other than the time I talked about it on one of my reviews, but I haven't talked about it with you. So I'm going to go ahead and read the tweets, the two tweets that Ronda Rousey said recently. She said this on the Steve-O podcast. She said, and I quote, so she was on. So basically, she was on steve podcast, and she had some shit to say about wrestling, about wrestling fans, and stuff like that. And this is what she had to say. She says, and I quote, when the topic of if she was going to return back to the WWE, she says, and I quote, I love the WWE. I had such a great time. I love all the girls in the locker room running out there, having fake fights, fake fights, for fun. It's just the best thing. I love choreography, I love acting, I love theater, live theater, and some of the last forms of live theater. But I was doing basically a part-time, and I was away from home 200 days out of the year. And when I did get home, I was so sleepy, I was so exhausted. And she says, and I quote, I'm going fucking home. And then she also had to say this about the fans. She said, "Fuck these fans, dude. These fans are ungrateful and these fans can kiss my ass." That's one tweet. And then she had call- and then she called wrestling fake. She says this. She says WWE's fans fucking ungrateful. It's fake fights. Any of you that think you can do it, you can't because you probably haven't been in a real fight. In your entire life and then this is what she recently said where she hashtag kayfabe killer she says anyone who is outraged by me calling pro wrestling fake or fights for fun has never been in a real fight themselves when all you are tiptoeing around bruising and some pro wrestlers huge salt you would be dead imagine yes I understand wrestling 300 days a year for years it's tough on the body, on the mind. It's a difficult profession. But do you know what would happen if you guys, if you got in 300 real fights? You would be dead. So that's what Ronda Rousey had to say. Um, obviously, there's been wrestlers that have talked about this. CM Punk talked about it on WWE Backstage. He seems to love the idea because if you remember, the last time we seen Rousey, she was a heel. Nia Jax, who I'm not the biggest fan of. I'm sure you guys remember. I defended Killer Cross when she talked about that, which we can even talk about because I don't think we talked about that. Um, The Miz had something to say about it. Booker T and Christian were a little more old school about it because, you know, obviously they're both old school dudes. Um, What are your thoughts about that, dude? I mean, Ronda Rousey kind of like, do you think part of her is really hurt? Do you think she's just trying to get people speaking her name? Do you think she's trying to play heel? Like, what do you think?
1: You know, I mean, at first, you know, I really thought it was kind of like her trying to play heel, but I think that's how she really feels now because of the fact that you know everything that went down. Survivor you know, for series. her, it sucks. Survivor Series, WrestleMania,
0: and we were and you we know. were and we were there, guys. <laughs> well, I wasn't at Survivor Series, but I know I know Jose was, and he can tell you personally like how were how were the boos?
1: Uh, crazy, dude, crazy. And, you know, I'm a fan of Ronda's. Like, I'm a fan. But at the same time, like, what she said, it really kind of pissed me off. Because I understand, like, of course, it's choreographed and all that. I understand that.
0: Choreographed.
1: But the thing about it is that, dude, it's it's tough on the body. Yeah. Yes, you've been in tons of fights and all that, and I truly understand. But most of this shit's hard. I mean, look at... People that are high flyers, for example, the Lucha House Party, Ricochet, Mustafa Ali,
0: Ray Mysterio. These guys,
1: exactly, like, these guys have to, they put their body on the line doing these insane tricks,
0: right?
1: where they're up in the air, either hitting like a 630 cent on, um, of course, West Coast Pops from Ray Mysterio, which he used to do back in the day. Um, And all these other moves. I mean, before Mustafa Ali had the had the O five four Jeff Hardy. Which was (laughs) exactly like, these guys put their body on the line like this. And just for her to say that it's fake, it's fun fights. Yeah, it's fun until someone gets hurt.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, this is what I think about it. I think, well, I think first of all, I think you're right, dude. I think, you know, you have... A good point and I agree with you dude I, I do think that this is how Ronda Rousey feels maybe not all the way but maybe a big part of her feels like this I truly believe that if she really feels like that I mean if she really felt like that then why would she, then she shouldn't be back if she can't handle look I look at it this way good or bad as long as it's not physically hurting you you're not you're getting a reaction that's all I say and originally When you first were going to have the horsewoman from UFC come in, you know, you had Ronda Rousey, you had Shayna Baszler, you had Marina Shafir, you had Jasmine Duke, you had the four horsewomen from WWE, you had Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, you know, Sasha Banks, Bayley. I think originally the UFC girls were the ones that were going to be getting the heel heat, you know. When Ronda Rousey first came in, I mean, yeah, look, a lot of us, I think a lot of us wrestling fans, we didn't really give her... We 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 gave her a hard time a lot of us because I think a lot of fans were like ah oh, here comes another girl that has no wrestling experience and she's just gonna come and take spotlights and she's being promised to a huge ass contract and she won't be here putting the time in and the, look when Ronda Rousey was here I gave her a lot of props that match with her and her and Kurt Angle and Triple H and Stephanie at WrestleMania was a damn good match some people said next to that triple threat with Rollins Miz and uh Finn Balor that was the match of the night so people it was were- really great. Yeah, she did a lot better than I think a lot of us were, were anticipating. And then, of course, you know, her match with... See, her best matches, I think, in the WWE were her, Charlotte Flair, that tag team match at WrestleMania. Anything she did, you know, beyond that was, you know, not bad. Her matches with Ruby Riot were pretty solid, even though, like, it wasn't really a fight fight. It was always ending in a disqualification. But, yeah, I mean, look, I think, yeah, I mean... Is this real? Maybe it's part real. Maybe it's also part her just trying to come back in a way that because, you know, she said it herself. She said, I would like to come back and do the live events. But then again, but here's the thing. You're like, F these fans. It's like, dude, like, wait a minute. Are you serious? Like, do you really have? And then a lot of people are taking insult with it. I mentioned, you know, Christian Booker T, you know, CM Punk basically laughed it off. You know, CM Punk, you know, you, you know, CM Punk, CM Punk. You know, and and now he's kind of more of a UFC type of guy, so maybe he's kind of getting into that a little bit more. Um, you know, Lana, who is not really a big star, but... Well, I mean, she's not a big star, but, you know, she's there, and she's obviously eye candy and all that stuff. And, you know, she's still employed, by the way, even though Rusev got released. But, you know, she was saying that, oh, if it's so fake, then how come Edge took, like, almost 12 years off of his life? She's got She's got a point. You know Alexa I mean? Bliss too. I mean, like yeah, Alexa Bliss, who who we've seen work with Rousey a couple times. Alexa Bliss too. The only one, the only one that that really defended Ronda Rousey, and not a surprise, was Shayna Baszler, because you know her and Shayna Baszler are legitimately, you know, best friends. But you know what? If you remember on Raw when Shayna Baszler uh, basically squashed Sarah Logan's arm, literally squashed Sarah Logan's arm and sent her packing. Um, she was asked about it backstage before her match so this was brought up on television so i'm like okay wait a minute if this legitimately was real do you think they would put it on television i mean yeah sure they may think that look vince could be like oh this is going to gain ratings but at the same time but at the same time it's like dude like like you could easily turn this into a storyline look could you imagine if that money in the bank you know they swerve us and they th- and, and I already said my two choices for money in the bank were originally Shanna Baszler and Sasha Banks but obviously Sasha Banks not going to be in the match she doesn't need to I think they can build up her and Bailey in a different way I did say I wouldn't be surprised if Nia Jax gets the briefcase because when you think about it and I know I don't like Nia Jax that much but she actually you know she got Becky Lynch over with that punch to the nose, Becky Lynch was already over but in terms of like her with the badass, I mean think about it, remember that night when she sucked Becky Lynch in the nose and Becky Lynch was like, you know, smiling and she was standing in the middle of the well, where the shield used to come out Yep. I mean come on, that was a big moment and you know what, sometimes in wrestling it takes two to tango, so like, you know, you need someone to get you there, but about Ronda Rousey, could you imagine if Ronda Rousey enters the Money in the Bank and she pulls a Brock Lesnar? You know, you have maybe you have somebody thinking they're gonna win. I can't see her screwing Shayna over because I think Shayna needs the victory. But you imagine you have like say you have, I don't know, like maybe Babyface. You have, I, I mean, they're all heels in the match except for Dana Brooke who qualified last week surprisingly. You have her and she pulls a Brock Lesnar. All of a sudden, just like Brock pushed Mustafa Ali off the ladder. You have, you know, fucking Ronda Rousey do that shit to Tana Brooke. Could you imagine?
1: I could imagine that. I mean, but at the same time, you know, I feel like maybe WWE wouldn't, like, rebring that up. Oh, yeah. But I can kind of see, in a sense, like, later on, she will be coming back. I mean, of course, it's probably going to be under a part-time contract. Mm -hmm.
0: Because
1: apparently that's what she wants. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, that's totally up to her. And, you know, she's going to have so much backlash for what she said, of course. It's going to oh, yeah. be, for one thing, it's going to not settle, not only within the fans, but you know that if she ever goes back, she's going to be backstage. It's going to be all hell broken loose from there sooner Cause, or later.
0: Because you, cause you, know well, you know as well as I do, bro, you know, there, the, the term fake and pro wrestling, you know, It's a trigger, man, for some people, you know, not just for the wrestlers, but for the fans as well, because, you know, we appreciate the wrestlers going out there. Even if you don't like, look, even if you don't like Alexa Bliss and, you you know, you could say Alexa Bliss has a bad moveset. I always look at it this way. They still go out there. They don't chicken out. You know, they still go out there. You know what I mean? And I look at it this way and I know that may not be the most popular thing to say because, but I look at it this way, bro. You know, the whole term fake, it is a trigger. And it's gonna trigger people. I mean, my God, don't you? And I meant I mentioned this the other day. Don't you remember all those years ago? And this was totally a work. I'm sure. I actually I don't think it was a work. I think I found out later that it was a work. But do you remember when, rest in peace? But Big Van Vader and the Undertaker were on that. They were on that talk show. I think in India or whatever, and they were promoting. I think Raw or they were promoting a house show. And the yes. And the reporter, the reporter, and I, I felt bad for the guy because I was kind of like, well. In reality, look, okay, yeah, I get it. You get upset about it, but, you know, you you can't lay hands on the dude and you're doing this on national television. I mean, I know you, as it is, you're on national TV a lot, but, you know, you're not, you're not wrestling right now. You're on, you're, you're a professional, you know, but basically my point is that is like, you see how this is a trigger for people. And Rousey knows what she's doing. I don't believe me. She knows exactly what she's doing. She's getting people talking and she's also showing how she feels. Do I agree with how she feels? I mean, honestly, look, she can say whatever she wants. I mean, hey, I'm not her, but I look at it this way. You know, if she really doesn't want to be here, if she really feels like everybody's ungrateful, because you know what? Yeah, she did. She did do a lot for the division while she was here the short time, the short year that she was here, year and a half, if that. But if you really feel that like that, maybe you shouldn't come back. You know, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't come back. But at the same time, if... if Look, at the same time, if Triple H and Vince know what she's doing and they're like, you know what, this can get, this, this can get her over, we can get this into a storyline, then you know what? They're either going to bring her back on her terms or they're going to be like, you know what? You don't want to come back? See ya. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. But, you know, I also want to kind of get into that part as well because you did mention the whole uh, Vader... And Undertaker one.
0: Oh yeah. See, I also man. do
1: want to ma- mention with that too. Yep. That I don't know if you heard about this, but Dr. Schultz or something like that. Um, he did an interview with somebody, and how this was back in the day, and he was with a reporter, and it was, and the guy called wrestling fake. Yeah. Like asking him about that, and this is actually going to be on I believe Tuesday for um the. I forgot the show's name. Wrestling dark, or like the dark story of wrestling on Vice. Um, they're going to be talking about this. When the guy said that wrestling was fake, Schultz slapped them in the face and said, "Is this fake?" And I kind of want to get into that whole thing because you're right. People have like these, like people have uh, like their trigger. It's their trigger word. Like you said. Yep. And for them, they'll either get abusive, Mm -hmm. like Vader and Schultz did. Or
0: verbally abusive. Or they're
1: just going to lash out verbally. Yeah. So.
0: Which can do it, which sometimes can do a hell of a lot more than people think.
1: Exactly. Like, words hurt, man. (laughs) For real.
0: Yeah, I mean, for sure. You know, but, you know, for us, it's like, you know, look, you know, we know the deal, you know, but you see, here's the thing, though, also, is that the one thing that. I kind of don't like sometimes is that there's certain wrestlers out there that they look at us and they think our opinions don't matter. Like they look at us and they think, oh, you guys are just fans. You guys don't know. It's like, no, dude, we've invested the time as fans and we've learned a lot about the biz. You know what I mean? Like like the whole Edge situation. You remember when Edge was on was on, uh off the bell with Corey Graves? Yes, and he basically said that there was obviously there was complaints about his match with Randy Orton, especially the length of the match. I personally enjoyed it. I don't know how you felt about it, bro, but I enjoyed it because to me it had an old school feel. And also it was just the fact that Edge was back in a singles match and him and Orton hadn't faced each other in a long time, especially they never faced off in a a gimmick match, you know, last man standing match, which is, yeah, it's a gimmick match. But, you know, I was one of the ones that was like, you know what? I didn't mind the length of the match. I liked it. I really did. I really enjoyed it. And believe me, if I didn't like it, I would have. I would tell you. But I really enjoyed it. But Edge's comments on the podcast were that basically you're going to complain about the length of a match during a pandemic. And a lot of people were, were getting offended at that because he called people. What did he call us? You said that the, Edge said that they were the mal- malcontent or so, something like that. And it got a lot of people upset, and it just goes back back to what I'm saying is like, you know, sometimes wrestlers, like, they take criticism, like, as if, you know, well, you're a fan. You don't know what you're talking about. I just personally, like, and I'm not saying Edge did that, but I just, I don't like that personally. You know, I don't know how you felt about the match. Did you feel like it was too long, or did you enjoy it?
1: I enjoyed it, you know, because they're trying to build up this rivalry, trying to show who's the strongest at this point. Um, Edge trying to prove that he can keep on going no matter how much how long it takes that he's gonna try to prevail and I felt like I mean for most people like you said it did take too long but it kind of shows that Edge can still go inside the ring yep he still has the power the willpower the momentum and the ability to keep on going and he he wants to live to his word by saying that he's gonna end on his terms. Mm-hmm. Not by anybody else's, but his terms, and I was happy to see the way the match went,
0: yeah, no, definitely man, you know, but yeah, guys, you know, like I said, um you know you're right on that one, bro, you mentioned the whole uh the whole slap for calling wrestling fake What were your thoughts when you saw that?
1: Yeah, no, man, I totally agree with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just it's, it's crazy, man. You know, but at at the end of the day, you know, guys, like you know, we're fans, just like everyone else, and you know, there's there's different ways to be a fan out there. You know, some, sometimes people take it different differently. You know, I take pro wrestling serious, but it's never serious enough to where, you know, I would like you know want to argue with someone about it. You know what I mean? And I, and I think I could speak for my buddy too. You know, when I say that and stuff like that, but yeah, guys. Um, we so. My buddy right here, he got into the five releases from the WWE, and I would love to talk to him about that right here on on the podcast. Um, obviously, you know, it's a lot of the wrestlers that were released. A lot of them are getting their new merch now on pro wrestling tees. Have you seen some of those shirts, bro? What do you think? Uh,
1: I no, I I do like some of the shirts. Like one of my favorites is actually. Uh, Heath Miller's. If you don't remember, he's Heath Slater. Um, it's kind of a parody of the "I got kids," but it says, but instead it says "I got fired." <laughs> um, that one, uh, of course, uh, Drake Maverick still has his Spud. Mm-hmm. There's Spud twenty four seven, and then there's the one where he's uh, when he was supposed to consummate with the title and with uh, his wife. Um down where the champions is supposed to be, it says spot twenty-four seven. So I thought those plays on I thought those plays on the shirt were pretty good.
0: Yeah, man, d- definitely, you know, I mean you really uh can't go wrong there, you know. You mentioned um on that video when you did the for the podcast for your uh YouTube video, you talked about the five releases and stuff like that. Is there another set that you were shocked at or is it just down to five or? Well,
1: when I did the video, mm-hmm. I kind of um did it from where it began with and I had a top 10 actually when I first started the video. But before I can even figure out how to verify my account, it would only allow me to go up to 15 minutes. So I kind of had to drop it down from 10 to five. But the other names that I said were, of course, like... I said the OC. I had mentioned Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder, Heath Slater. And I also did not mention... Not He's not a wrestler, but I did mention the fact is uh, Josiah Williams. And if you guys don't know who Josiah Williams is, um, he's the guy that represents WrestleFlow. That's his channel. And the fact that I was really surprised because... You know, he was their announcer. He was working for, of course, NXT and NXT UK. But I feel like, you know, if if CFO ever stepped down as the entrance makers and all that, then I felt like Josiah would have stepped up and made some bomb-ass stuff.
0: No, yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that one, bro. You know, but um, just a quick heads up, speaking of that, um, apparently, also in the news... Sarah Logan was scheduled for WWE Raw this past week. She was... Apparently, she was written... But you know how Vince is. Vince, you know, sometimes, just like that, you know, he rewrites the script. And that's just... That's how it is in wrestling, man. I mean, you know, sometimes things change. Well, things change a lot. But apparently, Sarah Logan was... Originally, she was in the script. But last minute, they chose not to utilize her. And... There were rumors that she was going to be coming back. She was actually going to be getting hired back. She was mentioned several times on this past week episode of Raw, especially by Ruby Riot, and by the commentators Uh Byron Saxton, Jerry the King Lawler, Tom Phillips. Um, apparently, uh, there's a report going around that WWE has no interest in bringing back Sarah Logan or Drake Maverick, no matter how much they utilize Drake Drake Mavericks. Real life YouTube video, well, his yeah, his YouTube video. He posted it on YouTube and then he posted it on uh his you know social media profiles. There is no interest on in bringing them back. I mean, personally, you know, we talked about this privately, you and me, dude. We talked about how uh, Drake Maverick had a great match with uh, Jake Atlas, and obviously, you and I, we know Jake Atlas pretty well. You know, we've seen we've seen Jake Atlas live so many times. Matter of fact, you were the one that actually got me hooked on Jake Atlas because if you remember. <laughs> The first time we seen Jake, well, the first time I seen Jake Atlas live was at Bar when he wrestled Brian Cage. You remember when you got me hooked onto him? Yep. So what do you think about that, man? What do you think about, you know, Sarah Logan not gonna come back? Drake Maverick, you know, good match with Jake Atlas, but most likely Drake Maverick is just there for three more matches and that's it.
1: Well, the whole thing with Drake Maverick, I felt like WWE didn't give him that much of a chance to compete as a wrestler-wise. Mm-hmm. You know, they, from what I can remember, the matches that i seen him in was, of course, with Mike Canellis, like I said in my chat, and with Jake Atlas. So I felt like maybe um, they should have utilized him more as a wrestler because he is good as a wrestler. Right. He, he is very talented, and, of course... That was one thing that WWE brought him for. And I feel like he should have done more mm-hmm. with them before they would have given him the pink slip. And same thing with Sarah Logan. You know, she's been so used to competing as a trio. Didn't give her that much time as a singles competitor. I felt like she would have had some good storylines along with still trying to go with that rivalry, rivalry between both sarah logan i know ruby riot and Liv morgan so i kind of would love to see that more but it sucks how it ended for her and the fact that they were trying to you know possibly bring her back to no longer saying they're not gonna bring her back yeah she was w-
0: sucks yeah she was there though dude she was she you know she came to work and she was you know she was there she was you know ready to go and last minute you know they which i don't understand i mean Tell you the truth, this kind of shows me that they didn't want to utilize her at all because okay, you want to rechange a script, you can do that, but you're telling me you can't utilize her? Like, to be to be quite honest, you know, in a weird way, them becoming free agents might get them over a lot more than when they were employed. Just look at EC three. Have you seen EC three's videos? That dude is looking just he's looking he's like he's like a new version of Scott Steiner, man. Have you seen him?
1: Dude, when I saw those videos of EC3, this is how WWE should have put him. Instead of the whole top 1% thing like they gave him, they should have let him put what he's doing now. And I felt like that would have gone over with them. And that's the thing. like They don't know how they're going to utilize their superstars. You know, Of course, he had his first run with them. And that really didn't go well.
0: Derek so then he
1: left rebuilt himself to Ethan Carter III just for them to bring him back and basically do the same thing on the main roster.
0: And that's, that's because WWE, they don't like it when you get over on your own. That's real stupid.
1: And, you know, within NXT, he had a perfect run going for him down there. Yeah. He had a great run. I liked EC3 on NXT. But when they bring someone up to main roster, 85% of the time, they're going to let you down.
0: Yeah, true. That's how I see it. I mean, you you know, definitely. I mean, that's, that's that's just the way it is, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of these guys, man, you know, these guys had potential, you know, and now, you know, we'll see what's next for them. You know, yeah, it's a scare what's happening, but, you know doesn't mean i don't think these guys won't you know i do believe that they'll find work you know they're too talented to not you know find work and you know they know that but at the same time you know you you got to kind of look at it from a personal side too and you you know you can't you don't want to see no one lose their jobs you know what i'm saying i mean right now currently i'm not working and who knows when, when i'll be back who knows if i'll even have a job to come back to you know you never you never know but moving on guys uh we are going to talk about Triple H. Um, of course, Triple H's 25th anniversary was last night. I talked about it on the podcast, but I would love to hear what my buddy thinks about it. So with that being said, bro, uh, what did you think about the segment and how do you feel about Triple H as a, as a wrestler and just all the years that he's put into the biz?
1: You know, he's someone that basically bled wrestling, died wrestling, stuff like that. He is a very he's a very talented gentleman i can say um seeing him fight for the past years as a wrestling fan has been really such an honor i sucks that i never got to see him compete live that's the thing that sucks for me yeah but the fact that he's still staying within the business is really great i mean hopefully some sometime sooner or later He'll be in the Hall of Fame as an individual instead of a group, like he is right now. Um, The fact that he's taken the reins as COO of the company is something that's really cool. Um, And, you know, his like, of course, he has a big story-like career. Yep. And the fact that he's built it not only as a singles competitor, but also within a tag team was really awesome. Along with Shawn Michaels, X-Pog, Billy Gunn, China, Road Dog, Jesse James—like it just really makes a lot of great storylines
0: for him. Nah, man, I agree with you 100%, man. You know, you and I both agree on that. We both appreciate, you know, everything that Triple H has done to the for the business, and obviously, you know, we love the work he's doing in NXT. Obviously, am I right, bro?
1: Oh my God, man that's why nxt for me tops the charts over smackdown and raw because basically triple H lets it feel kind of like an indie scene in a in a way
0: yeah man definitely and we obviously got a lot of uh, we have a lot of respect for that and stuff like that and the last couple minutes man i just want to you know i want to you know get how you feel about currently how you uh how you've been doing on youtube and how you feel about it is it exciting what do you like about it um tell us bro
1: Well, the reason why I started my YouTube channel is because I wanted to kind of show my side of my love for wrestling. And I figured, you know, one way I can do it is by doing this whole YouTube channel. And of course, like, it took me a while to finally get it because the first video I posted up was seven months ago. And it took a while because I never really had the time, unfortunately. Um... But recently, like, due to this whole thing, it gives me more of a chance to finally start it and get to get to a good platform with it, which I feel like is going really good. Um, it's very little right now, but sooner or later, I kind of hope it kind of grows within. Mm-hmm. Of course, like I said, with some of these things, I do plan on doing other things, not just reviews. I'll probably end up telling, like, some cool stories. I'll probably end up basically doing a little bit of vlogging outside sooner or later when I get the right equipment. Um, I am planning on doing an unboxing later on next month. And for one thing, like I said about the stories part, like, sooner or later, I hope I get the opportunity of actually training to become a wrestler. So I'll kind of give my story about that as well when that time comes.
0: Yeah. And you also got to talk about your your, uh, lovable, your lovable, your, well... Your your love slash uh, hate relationship with (laughs) MJF.
1: Oh, no, that's going to be something that I do have to talk about sooner or later.
0: Yeah, guys, that's, man, well, you know what, dude, you know, I think I speak on behalf of all the Bar Wrestling homies when I say, man, that, you know, it's really cool to see you, you know, doing something that makes you happy, bro. It's really cool, man.
1: I really appreciate it, man. I'm at uh, man, I can tell you right now. Probably by the end of this week, I will be having another video out. Yep. I don't know when. I'm probably gonna start working on it tonight and see what I can do with it.
0: But are you ever? I gonna, just want. Are you ever gonna do like challenges on your YouTube channel? Because that's obviously real popular with the YouTube community.
1: You know, I've been looking at a couple challenges that maybe I might want to do.
0: You could do wrestling challenges. You can get George. <laughs>
1: Probably, man. I can do, like, of course, we can do, like, a little trivia type of thing. Just, I would love to do something like that sooner,
0: just, sooner or later. Just just don't ask Byron, man. Because <laughs> Byron challenged George, and Byron regretted that he still regrets until this day. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know, I might, just for the hell of it, I might, like, do, like, a challenge whenever, like, you know, maybe we're in line at Bar Wrestling, we have nothing. Yeah, I would love to do challenges like that. Maybe, like, trivia, maybe, like, do not try to laugh or anything like that. I would love to do something like that one day.
0: Yeah, you know we could we could even have Anthony, man. Anthony could be the referee.
1: <laughs> that would be awesome.
0: Well, man, um, we are almost out of time. Uh, our recording is already gonna end. Um, it was a pleasure to have you back, bro. I think everybody, you know, they enjoy you, man. You know, and realistically, I enjoy having you on the show, man. You know, you're one. You're you've become. In such a short time, man, you became one of my best friends, and I'm really happy to see you, you know, finding a way to keep yourself whole through this whole shit. Um, You're definitely someone that I obviously put over a lot and say that, you know, you got me introduced to, like, a whole new way of appreciating what I love, and that's pro wrestling, you know, in a lot of ways, man. You know, even though you may not feel like you did, but trust me, you did, I wouldn't be saying it just to, you know, just to kiss up, but... You know, you saved me, man, from a lot of stuff that I was going through. By the minute I met you at freaking, um, you know, Survivor Series weekend, well, WWE weekend, once you told me about bar wrestling, you got me hooked. So I always tell you, man, I I owe that all to you, bro, Even even though you may not take the credit, man, but, you know, please do, man, because you really did a lot for me in such a short amount of time, bro. Man, I really appreciate that, man. Hey, man, no problem, man. So I am gonna be getting my YouTube channel started as well. Um, it is gonna take some time. Uh, obviously, I do want to make an introduction. I might do one later tonight. We'll see <laughs> if I show my ugly face on camera. With that being said, guys, um, give it up for my buddy, man. Um, plug your YouTube channel, plug your social medias, bro. Where could we find you? All right, guys.
1: So on my Instagram, um, it's at Jose Acosta two zero. On my YouTube channel, it's Valley two zero. It's valid. Then, it's slat space mark two zero, and of course, thank you guys for for people who have watched it. Thank you for being a supporter, and sooner or later, more content will be coming.
0: Yeah, man. Amen, bro. All right, you guys, I'm. Gonna, we're going to get out of here, guys. Um, We are going to be doing a part three. I would love to make this a regular thing because, you know, I love talking to my buddy about wrestling. We are going to be getting George back on the show possibly Wednesday, like I've been saying. But obviously, you know, things change because, you know, everybody has a busy schedule right now. Even though we're not working, it's still busy keeping each other because right now some people are still able to work. So, you know, some people are still busy and stuff like that. With that being said, guys, um, stay tuned. I am going to be bringing you guys more podcasts. I am going to be coming back to you guys with more news. Of course, you can catch my show, obviously, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays for NXT Raw SmackDown Live, AEW. Um, Give my buddy a follow. Sub- subscribe to his channel. See w- See what he's got for you. And with that being said, guys, have a good day, bro. Peace.
1: Peace out, bro. Have a good one.